This meeting good is e- being recorded. Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, court as well as CPS. I am your host, Mary Petri. I have two brand new guests. I have Tamsin and Reggie Bowles. The Bowles family, like many other families in Oklahoma and across the United States, were violated by CPS. They had their children stolen. In the case of the Bowles family, this has happened twice, in violation of the law and all morality. But what does CPS care about those things? They are basically a rogue three-letter agency that answers to no one. They have judges and DAs that rubber stamp anything they are given by CPS. They have go-to pediatricians that if you give them a child, they'll give you a case. Many people may find this hard to believe. But they can invade your home and steal your children without a warrant and deny you a trial by jury. On top of that, their current judge, Julie Doss, is extorting them via an unlawful void court order. Their attorneys are allowing their family to be railroaded and acting as if the only way they can take effective legal action is if the state commits yet another felony kidnapping under the color of law of our spiritual biological property. This is an extreme violation of human rights on all four members of the family, especially when the state has no legal leg to stand on. It's unacceptable and must be immediately stopped in its tracks. And I welcome you to the show, Tamsin and Reggie. I'm very sorry you're going through this. And, you know, where are you at now with your case? We're currently in trial reunification. We do have the children back for now. And how are they doing? They've been fine. I mean, it's a little hard for the youngest one to readjust because he's basically raised by other people for a couple of years. But besides that, everything's going pretty well. Mm -hmm. That must have been horrible with them removed. Mm -hmm. And you were handled by, what, two caseworkers? Well, we've had three Uh, pregnancy workers. Yeah, three of them so far. They removed the first one because I think she was being too lenient, uh, too lenient with us. That when she got, when we showed her the ER report, very shortly after that, they removed her. Hmm. They want somebody to be a little rougher with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, now our current caseworker isn't that bad. He's he's uh, actually done pretty well. When he first got on, you know, we have different discussions. I told him of all the times he have been to court. DHS has never had one good word to say about us. He said, well, that wasn't me. I wasn't there. I said, yes, but we'll see when you go to court. Because they've seen our interactions with our children. They see how we deal with them. They've seen all our interactions. And never when we go to court did they ever have one good word to say. Hmm. Yeah, they're just willy-nilly coming into people's homes and removing children. Uh, you know, the states are awarding X amount of millions of dollars to these agencies to remove kids. <laughs> if the taxpayer only knew. It, but I, I'm fully, I believe fully they have a quota. They have yes. to meet or they couldn't get yeah. the same amount of money each year or ask for more. 
you either have to have the same amount of children taken each year or more children, or you won't get as much money. Mm-hmm. So they make sure they get it. I'm sure they like get the bonuses too. Yeah. If people had not been through this, they wouldn't believe what is done and what they get away with. But we've been through it twice now and we're fully aware. And that's one reason we were so adamant and not like even speaking or talking to them this, when they came to our door this time three years ago. So this judge, you know, do you have another court date before her or? Uh, yeah. We have uh, one's in January. Mm-hmm. How many judges have we had now? This is the fourth one. This is the fourth judge. Mm-hmm. What happened to the other three? The first one, he, um, I think he ran for cover. Now he actually is uh, the judge over at a, the, uh, what do you call that court? The other court, that, uh, the criminal, the, the county court. The county yeah. court. He's over at the court. He's in family matters, but it's not like this. But um, but he uh, he was a judge and then he ran for cover with like for the adjudication trial. He said he had a family emergency, but I don't buy that. And then we never saw him again. I mean, at least not there. So then the next judge, she was she presided over the adjudication trial, and everything she did was so crooked that I believe she just went ahead and ran after the post hearing. After the, I mean, there's like one post hearing after the adjudication trial, and then after that, they got a new judge, a third one, and she was there for a while. And then I don't know what, and and she's crooked too, but I don't know why. She was replaced, but then the most recent one is the fourth, the fourth one, the fourth and current one. So I guess so, they're just running because they know what they're doing. So they have been recusing themselves. Well, not so much recusal, but well, the first uh, one should have recused himself and never did. But they, you know, no, the first, okay, the first, yes. okay. But they, they just uh, handed off. It's like uh, kicking it on down the road. It's uh, like a hot potato. No one really wants to Yeah, and I think he's saying that he should have recused himself because that first judge was the judge the whole time back in 2016 when they did this. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, he recused himself. And like I said, mm-hmm. the, the DA and them both signed off on it without any evidence whatsoever. Just yeah, and no warrant. Yeah. No warrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, go into detail and people won't believe all the things that happened. Like they were outside our door. We were choosing not to speak to them. The police were there threatening my wife, trying to get her the open door. I wasn't home at the time. I mean, they literally threatened her, told her that she didn't have the right to an attorney. They didn't need a warrant. That she is going to talk to these people. They were threatening to arrest me for child endangerment if I didn't open the door or talk to the workers. Right. But I still wouldn't open the door. And after the police were there, basically all on and off all day, when the... Uh, Rent and court order finally came down that supposedly legally allowed them to come and get children. The police refused to act on it and told CPS to have the sheriff's department do it for them. Now, you know, that should raise a few red flags to somebody, but it didn't. Because we believe, and I also talked to our lawyer, they, the police knew there was on shaky legal ground. And from what we found out later, they probably lost their qualified immunity by their actions earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Complete it just, it, I mean, it just gets worse as you go on and on. You go, you have a, a sworn affidavit from the worker who we're not even sure was even there. There's no evidence of her being there. And she swore to something. 
she swore the children looked malnourished and they had dark circles around their eyes. No, and there, as, as my child said, no, I didn't. <laughs> He's so cute. He's so anyway, cute. That is false. And why, and why I keep bringing up the ER, that's our main defense. They wanted to take them to their go-to pediatrician. Now, if they had done that, they wouldn't have had a case. But they're so arrogant, they sent them to the ER instead. And the ER came back with a clean bill of health. They're both well within their weight for their age group. They're healthy, well-nourished. And we even had, and when we first looked over that ourselves, we could not believe how much this is in our favor. This is so blatant and so obvious. And we, you know, but we couldn't hardly believe, you know, this is just so much in our favor. How could they get away with this? We took it to a doctor, a family doctor, a family physician, mm -hmm. to see if what we were reading was correct. And he agreed with us. Yes, according to this report, these children are healthy, well-nourished, and in good shape. And But, yeah, they still took them. And, and four days later, they sent them to their go-to pediatrician. And of course, you know, she locked it up. Yeah, and the uh, on our younger one, uh, we have yet to see her report on him. Yeah. We only have the report on her, from her on the, our older one. Now, whatever she found even four days later has nothing to do with us because we didn't know where they were. We hadn't seen them in four days. So it's irrelevant anyway. But what are they hiding with our younger son's report? Why haven't we seen that? No. There's questions to be answered. Yes, all these reports are hard to get. <laughs> they tried to deny me the ER report at the hospital, and it was uh, very hard to get the doctor's report as well. Yeah, and yeah, and the ER report where they were uh, withheld, they were withheld from discovery by the ADA, the same one that maliciously prosecuted us. Yeah, when this all first went down, her lawyer told basically told her and me, "There's no need for you to get the ER report. You're not a doctor, and you won't understand them. And besides, the ER report will be in discovery." Well, it wasn't. If we hadn't gone and get, got the ER report ourselves, it never would have saw the way, light of day. And that's our main defense. Without that, we wouldn't have any defense whatsoever. But behind that, it shows that the worker perjured herself on the sworn affidavit. Another worker perjured herself in court saying the same thing. And she was the very worker who signed off on the ER report for CPS. Saying, I agree. When you sign off on the ER report, you're saying, CPS, we agree with the report entirely. The report says the children are fine. Yet in court, she's saying they look malnourished and dark circles in their eyes, and she's the very one who signed up on the ER report. Yeah, you also have the ER doctor that allowed this to go on because she put on the final diagnosis on the ER reports that they were like malnourished, but it doesn't line up with the rest of no, the No, it doesn't line up with the report. Yeah. The ER doctor can look at a report and the diagnosis doesn't fit. Yeah, even their weights line up right. with the, uh, the chart for the, from the CDC and the World Health Organization. Yeah. Both of them are well in the right front of their screen. Yeah. Now, later on, this is before we got the report, when we first talked to the CPS and tried to get to take the children home, wanting to work along with them, you know, so we can get the children back home. Well, <clears throat> there's no barely more in the weight group than the youngest was. So they just completely flat lie. Yes, to lie. They'll lie under oath. They'll lie in perjury. So oh, yes. they'll lie under lie any other time as well. Yeah, and that meeting was really the beginning of their fruit of the poisonous tree yeah. that they've been using. I mean, that was the, kind of the, the real main start. But see, this goes on. The, the DA, the ER report, and this other, and the police video never showed up in discovery like they should have. And even when the, the, even when the DA, assistant DA, actually, was shown the ER report, he still prosecuted. So it's malicious prosecution, and he was, well, and he was trying to hold evidence from the defense as well. Now it gets, it gets even worse. After all that, and during the trial, the judge changes our sworn testimony on the final judgment. 
She says we said things we never had. And all you have never said, all you have to do is look at the transcription. Transcripts and you'll see. But, but they, they're denying us the transcripts. Yeah, they're, they're not letting us see the transcript. Mm -hmm. And the same judge, she uh, sabotaged our appeal. We tried to appeal. And she made sure our lawyers were pointing uh, too, too late. Too late. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> she uh, didn't ask our lawyer at the time if we planned to appeal. All the things that would have helped our appeal. But why should she want to help our appeal? Because it would show what she had, that she had changed her sworn transcript. And to go any further, our, children, our sworn transcript, where it was changed, was critiqued by their go-to pediatrician. And this, her testimony on the sworn transcript is outside the courtroom. She never said these things in the courtroom. Every judge knows when you tell the jury when they leave, you're not to consider anything or anyone but the testimony you heard inside this courtroom. So the question remains, when, where, and how did the judge hear this testimony? When did she critique for the judge the testimony that was changed? Testimony, she, see, it said in the report that we minimize the children's rights. We never did. Nowhere in our testimony we minimize children's rights. We always maintain that the rights were fine as proven by the ER reports and the charts of the CDC and the WHO. Children's rights are fine. But yet that, our change testimony is critiqued by that doctor mm -hmm. in, the, in the final judgment. Yeah, and that evidence is in. It's in the admissible. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it was disregarded. We had that submitted for our evidence, the ER report. Yeah. And it was just, even the file judgment says in fine print that it's just been, all of our evidence was disregarded. Yeah, they, it says right there in the final judgment, all our evidence disregarded. Mm -hmm. So you have all the goods on them, you have them dead to rights, and they just. Yeah, we, hey. won, we won that trial. Yeah. There's no getting around it. But if they if we didn't win, then how will they make their money? How if we don't work those services, how can we make the How can they make the money? Mm -hmm. They need their money. So here we are, three years later. <laughs> like I said, it's hard. If I wasn't involved in this myself and I was hearing this, I'd be hard to believe that this is going on. But it does. I mean, most people when you tell them, well, uh, they couldn't get in if I warrant. Oh yes, they can. <laughs> uh, well, you can have a trial, right? And you're, no, you have a trial, but there's no jury allowed. Unless it's uh, when they're trying uh, to, termination. Unless it's termination, you're not allowed a jury. Here in America, they can take your children without a warrant, and when you go to trial, there's no jury. Why do you even need a jury when you've been proven not to do anything wrong? Yeah, but at least a jury could see these facts yeah, I know. and true. see for themselves instead of just have it poo pooed. And also, where the where they uh, perjure themselves on sworn affidavit and they perjure themselves mm -hmm. in court. You know the DA is fully aware they're perjuring themselves because he saw the ER report. The judge knows they're perjuring themselves. They don't care. Uh, and one of the many lawyers, I've had six lawyers since this thing began. One of our many lawyers told me until they start getting the CPS workers for perjury, none of this is ever going to change. Well, I had a case similar to that, and I went to the DA with it. And he said it's very hard to prove perjury, even though it's right in their faces. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a lie. I mean, you have the truth right here. You have the ER report. You cannot see what cannot be seen. And if you say you saw what cannot be seen, it's perjury. Mm -hmm. They said there are circles around the eyes. There's no dark circles. If there were dark circles, where's the time stamp photographs? Where are they at? Not only that, you can zoom in on the camera. Yeah. There's not, it's not you can there. zoom in on the video. It's not there. And we have the worker on camera immediately beginning that line yeah 
They could have taken the photographs there that night. They could have taken them at the yard. Well, if they're at the yard, not only did nothing was said about dark circles at the yard, there's no there's no photographs. So if they, you know, they got dark circles, surely you're going to take photographs at the yard. You got all these bright lights. You're in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Perfect conditions. Where's the dark circles? They're not there. And they were not weak either. No. Oh, they said they were weak, and we have video and video of them running around, walking. And the they, CPS said that the, our oldest child was so weak that my wife had to help him up. She got him up because he has autism, and he doesn't always understand commands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had to get them to the, I had to get, get him up to get him to safety. I mean, to go to the bedroom, call him, let him know that they're at our door. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> A lot of people don't realize this until it happens to them. <clears throat> now, my wife was thrown in jail, and she had four charges against her. And she and all these charges have been dropped since. But if they if they go through, she could have spent three years in jail. All she's doing is trying to protect her children. Three years in jail for a, a false affidavit and a perjury. That's why that's why the laws are supposed to be so vicious against perjury. This is a false affidavit. Plain and simple. You put yourself here, you put yourself in court, you never have to answer for it. Yeah, a deputy had said to me after he beat me up, after he beat me up, he said, um, well, I didn't look at any of the information on here because it's none of my business. He said it's none of his business. He's just there to get help help them get the kids. See, that's why the, the police, the Tulsa police refused to do it, because they knew these uh sheriffs are just order takers. They told CPS to get the sheriff's part because the sheriff's part will do it. They'll do it. You just give them the paper. You tell them to bring in their mother. They bring in their mother. That's it. Mm -hmm. And it's like I said, you have a conspiracy against rights with CPS and the uh, police department because they knew the police department knew there's no shaky legal ground. So they told CPS how to get around it because we're not going to do it, but you can get the sheriff's department to do it for you. That's conspiracy against rights right there. Yeah, and the police are on video lying about my mouth. I yeah. mean, about my, yeah. uh, saying I had blue lips. Said she had blue lips. You know, any excuse to try to break down the door so they get the kids. But they didn't, but they didn't even try to break down the door. If I'm, uh, if I'm strung out or something, because <laughs> one of the other officers even made a joke about me uh, going, when I took the boys to the bedroom, uh, uh, they well, said she's, yeah, she's probably got to flush her drugs down the toilet. Yeah, and, uh, and, and so if, there were blue, if there were blue lips, how come none of that showed up in the sheriff's report? Yeah, sheriff's video, the sheriff's video, sheriff's support, no blue lips mission anyway. Yeah, because drugs, I mean, even seven hours later, I mean, but the police at the time and CPS were trying to build up a story so they could break down the back door window and get in. Yeah, but we got them outside laughing and making jokes about me. Well, yeah, me. Um, yeah, but the whole thing, we got them there, and yeah, they that's a video that they tried to hide from us. We couldn't get it till after the adjudication trial. Uh, they sent us on a wild goose chase, but we finally got it. But yeah, yet we have yet to show that video, the police video, uh, in the family court. Why is that? You're allowed evidentiary here. There's even a little yellow paper that says you can bring in new evidence anytime. And you can get cases dismissed with that. I know that I've heard that from an attorney. I mean, from an attorney talking. But yet they say even to show that in the family court, well, they'd have to take your kids again. Now, when they, when, uh, it looked like the sheriff's department was going to come in and break down the door. I had been in touch with a lawyer we know on Facebook Messenger the whole time. The police and all this are outside the door. And he says, once they get the red in the court order, 
if you don't open the door, they're going to break it down. That's the only reason I even let them in. He didn't say anything about a rip because we didn't know anything about okay, court order. Yeah, court but order. emergency court order. Yeah. yeah, we knew about that. That's yeah. all it, otherwise, I wouldn't let them in. Without a warrant, you're not getting in my door. Suppose that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to break down the door and put the children, my wife, in jeopardy. So I opened the door, and they escalated from the get-go. I said, stay here, and I will bring the children to you. They said, no, we're coming in. Now, once again, the sheriff's deputies, the only reason they're there is to protect CPS. But yet they barge in, no present me with no paperwork, don't present me a rent, don't present me a court order, don't present warrant, nothing. They barge in and go after my wife and then say that she's doing this or doing that. They say she tried to bite them, but strange enough, they don't show up on the video. <laughs> yeah, and they said they were uh, they said they were coming after me because they thought I was going out the window with the kids. Yeah, don't tell me they didn't have some police at the back window at the time. Because when the I mean the, when the police were there the first time they had a whole our whole apartment surrounded because we see them on video like yeah, they're at, they're at the back our back door window uh -huh. we have a and you see on the video though some police at the front it looks like they're going around they probably tried the door if the door hadn't been locked they would let themselves in you know without a warrant without anything at the very beginning but like i said just gets what you bring up any point it just gets worse and worse and more and more blatant Right. And when you were talking to them at that time, were they being belligerent to you? Yes, they were escalating. They just, they, um, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to understand anything. My wife is trying to reason with them, telling them there's no cause, the children are fine. They don't care. They're going to take the children and we're going to arrest you. And the whole time they have something. And I mean, it seemed to me they were trying to escalate. They wanted to take at least one of us to jail or more because uh, their actions and escalate they're in there roughing up my wife while they have one of their sheriff's deputies watching me it's like they're egging me on they want me to go in there and try to help her mm -hmm. so they can tase me shoot me whatever mm -hmm. i mean it looks like they're ready for that they want to at least rest see when a, when a parent is rest it's harder for them to fight their case so they, they're there to arrest at least one of us and maybe even more yeah, and even before they get to the door, you'll see them. They're uh, they're taking it as a joke. I mean, yeah. they said we're alive. I yeah. think they even said showtime. Showtime, yeah. Yeah, showtime. Cars. But like a lot of people say, aren't you afraid to speak out? I said, you know, once you invaded my home, all bets are off. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we've done a lot of podcasts. Mm -hmm. Anybody that wants to know more about us can just uh, uh, Google Thompson Reggie Bowes and a whole bunch of our stories and podcasts will show up and the children's lawyer when we were trying to get trial unification tried to block us for getting trial unification because we were doing podcasts mm -hmm. we weren't saying nice things about family court actually they said she said it's because uh, we were trying to expose cps as a child trafficking ring yeah but she didn't bring up that we were on there with our evidence yeah she didn't bring up all the other points that i brought up and all these she was she trying to make us look like yeah. crazy conspiracy theorists exactly yeah. But everyone's saying it's a child trafficking ring. Everyone yeah, they don't want to hear that. Yeah, even senators have said it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and she was hoping that would upset the judge and keep us from getting trial unification. She tried to stop overnight visits. She tried to stop trial unification. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they came up with a, a, a letter from my eldest child who's autistic babysitter, and it was so detrimental. It's just like, the child would be in dire, dire jeopardy if you dare send him back to his parents. You know, they didn't allow that. 
But because of that, yeah. So because of that, the, ch the children's lawyer had to up the game yeah. and uh, and use that, but uh, a little bit uh, tenfold. Yeah, she'll try to you know do anything to try to stop uh, our reunification. Mm -hmm. That's the children's lawyer. Yeah, mm -hmm. and their first well, no, their second children's lawyer, the one that was at the adjudication trial, he isn't any better. He knew the sworn testimony was changed, and yet he still allowed us to be prosecuted. I mean, to be uh, go forward with. I mean, them to go forward with. You know, uh, keeping the kids in custody. Right. And even at the post hearing, he even said something to the degree of funny how we got here, but we're here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really kind of funny how these children got to this point. But here we are. Here we're at. Uh, yeah. Also, back to that children's lawyer, we had um, from every few months away, we have team meetings, as they mm -hmm. put it. CPS and some lawyers, and mostly our lawyers were never present until recently. Yeah. And they'll talk, well, since a few of these team meetings, the children's lawyers had in for me anyway, because I said a few things upset her. One of the team meetings she's at, she's talking about this and that. I said, have you read the ER reports? I said, if you've not read the ER reports, you don't understand this case. And, you know, that got to her. Because to some people, they think they're such intellectuals. If you cut them down, oh, they get upset. And another time, she just talked, she said, so why talk to my clients? I said, you talk to your clients? She said, yes. I said, well, what did my eldest son have to say? He can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have two sons, and one yeah. doesn't talk. So and she said, I talk to my clients, plural. Yeah. Yeah, but she, yeah, she may not like that she was shown up. Oh, she yeah, I've shown her up a couple of times yeah. in the team meetings. and Well, she's had it in for me ever since. But, you know, whatever your problem is, I mean, I understand CPS is social engineers, but you're a lawyer. Mm -hmm. You should know better. You're supposed to do what's best in these children's interests. Mm -hmm. And now their lawyers have ever really done Right. Yeah. Then again, most of my lawyers haven't either. Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> working for us. Yeah, they're supposed yeah. to be working for us. Yeah. I'd say only one or two of my lawyers I've had was any good. I'd say those last lawyers been better than most. And we had um, one lawyer we paid for. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where we got into legal debt because we had her criminal attorney. We had our family court legal that we paid for for actually the trial. So this has put us in debt. You know, we paid them off. That's us in debt, and we're still paying off mm -hmm. that, debt, that debt. So we have that's one reason we have the uh, give, send, go, because we have not only the uh, legal expenses, paying off the debt, other expenses, but there's going to be future expenses with my eldest child with his autism because we're looking to everything we can we think there's a lot more can be done for him than just therapy, mm -hmm. but it's going to take money. Yeah, we've been blood financially dry. Yeah, it has it has really taken its toll. Yeah, and this yeah. money could have gone on our boys. Yeah. yeah, right, right, and that that's their goal is to destroy families. They're they're they don't even want a reunification reunification or anything. They don't want to do that. When they took these children of yours, did they do kinship care or? They uh, they took the yeah, they but the thing is, they gave them back to the same people of my in-laws that had them the first time they were taken. Now, I was not happy with their response towards me the first time, and I would have fought it this time, but like the saying goes, it's better the devil you know than devil you don't know. Mm. At least when they're there, I know who they're with, I know where they're at, and they're together. So, right. 
But this in-laws have fought tooth and nail and no way, shape or form have they tried to help with reunification. That's basically a foster family supposed to, what's it put? Supposed to have, have bridge. A, yeah, make a bridge, help with reunification. They have done everything but. In fact, they are on document, they're documented as lying about us. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have heard another story very similar to this, and I, it, families aren't families anymore. No. What a I shame. I mean, part of this, I'm not, you know, I don't even talk to my sister anymore, and that's mm -hmm. part of it, because in my mind, she hasn't been completely forward with information about some things that happened to my oldest son, <clears throat> and I, you know, it's like, you can... Well, you know, I'm not curse on there. Say so you can f me over, but don't mess with my children. Right, right. I mean, I don't care how she treats me. She's a sibling. You don't like me, whatever. You know, I don't care. But when it comes to my children, now I care. Yes. But my mind, when you attack one of us, you attack all four of us. Yeah. Right. Ah. Oh. You know, it, it makes you wonder. You know, so you didn't get along with your sister, like for how long was that? Like an ongoing thing. Oh, this is just because of this. Oh, okay. Came, I'd say, oh, I mean, we weren't real close, but uh, because of this and her not being forthcoming with information, I asked her straight about something because I asked her one time <clears throat> on, on Messenger a question I had. It had to do with my oldest son and what we think, what happened to him, how he got his autism. I asked her three straight times the question, and she never directly answered it. Now that told me why I need to know her. Uh, you know, a live omission is still a lie. Mm -hmm. And she just come out and say, I don't know anything about this. I don't know what you're about. That would have been the end of it. She, she never did that. So that tells me from what I know about my sister that she's not being forthcoming. Because she didn't answer my question, yay or nay. Mm -hmm. oh, it's about because one time when um First time they're taking our children up for a medical check, and if all possible, we try to go to all of our children's medical checks, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they were really pushing for vaccination. We're against it. Mm -hmm. And so we stood in the way, didn't let it happen. They make an appointment for the next time they're to be seen. They change the appointment on us, no one tells us. And now when we get our child back, slowly but surely, he slips into autism. So I believe I know what happened there. Mm -hmm. But nobody's nobody will come forward and admit it. But uh, and now you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I remember the testimony the pediatrician gave in court. She said not only did they not vaccinate the children, but if they had been vaccinated, it could possibly get autism for vaccination. A pediatrician said that in court. Now come on, doctor, mm -hmm. you're telling me could not possibly be from vaccination, even if they were vaccinated. And she could have at least admitted to vaccinating him. We, yeah. we know she did. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the first day that they took him uh, back in 2016. Because that's one of the main reasons they took him. Yeah, she put on, on the petition. petition. They on the petition, she says, we, the parents do not believe in vaccination. Yeah. They took, you know, that's completely <laughs> illegal. But it's on the petition. That's one of the reasons children are taken, because we don't believe in vaccination. So why would the state take them and then not vaccinate them? Not yeah, why right would the state take them, keep them for six months and not vaccinate them if the reason we're taking them is we don't believe in vaccination? Mm -hmm. 
And like I said, that's the first time that's taken. And that, that was wrong when they took them that time. They had no right taking them. Now, this time, it's been so blatant. And so, I mean, it's obvious the children are fine this time. This time, you could give people the benefit of the doubt the first time, even mm -hmm. though the children were fine. Because the first time they were taken, uh, the youngest one was a newborn. My wife had had a C-section. She was anemic. She was exhausted. They took physical exhaustion and, made, and tried to make it into mental. She's physically exhausted. And they tried to make it a mental problem. Oh. The, the eldest child, they made lies about him that he could not walk, he could not talk, and he was underweight. All these things are false. We have physical evidence. Yeah. Yeah, of, of, of all that. <laughs> but since they took one child, they have to come up with a reason to take the other. That's all I talked about a go to pediatrician. Since they took the first child, they got to take the second. So you send them to this certain pediatrician, she'll give you a case. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And she's the same one we dealt with second time around. So know what she is. And this is how they are. Yeah, and they, uh, go yeah, ahead. And they, like, like you said, they were trying to make it look like I was mental or something. Yeah. See, they used my history against me because I had a misdiagnosis at the age of 14. They know about that. So uh, they uh, try to um, hook that in, so to say. And, and they're still doing that now. They are attacking me still to this day about it. They're hounding me. They're looking at they're looking at me, which they always have. Uh, this also both times. And I, it, I I'm tired of it. I've, I've even proven myself to be. Yeah, she's proven herself to be pretty much normal, but they keep keep trying to point some some yeah. proof that she's middle. Yeah, any problems I have, it's only because of what they've done. Oh yeah. Oh, after what they put uh, parents through, <laughs> yeah, and, and they don't care what mental mm -hmm. anguish they cause, which leads to physical problems. Yeah. Uh, and I like to yes, like when uh, this second time when they took the children, got a big write-up on uh, Lord Forbright. Mm -hmm. the, uh, uh, that's a mugshot. Yeah, mugshot. News lady here on Channel 6 CBS. And Local crime report. Big write-up. Anyway, I, on her Facebook page, I put several things you know, for her to follow up on. Other information. I even told her we had a reporter from Jolly Old England do a report on us. How come we can't get any local press? And she never did a follow-up. And when all charges were dropped against my wife, she never did uh, charges drop. She does that all the time on her page. She, somebody is in trouble and then charges drop, she'll put later on charges drop. Never mentioned that the charges were dropped in my life. Hmm. Now, how many, how many days did you spend in uh, jail? Three. Three. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you were lucky enough to get out in three days. Yeah, he bought me out. Yeah, I, I bailed her out, which was <laughs> quite a chore because I didn't have any co-signer. And almost every bail bondsman I went to wanted a co-signer. I started talking to this one bail bondsman who happened to be a veteran by myself. We started shooting the breeze before long. I had her bailed out. Oh. But if I hadn't run into that veteran bail bondsman, I wouldn't have been able to get her out. And imagine that if she would, you know, probably there's other organizations who could have come up with her bail. But if not, she would still be in there mm -hmm. about three years later waiting to be tried. Now, Bell wasn't that much, but I didn't have that much money at the time. 
And I still did it. I still got it belt out. Yeah, and in bond court, I had it reduced down a little bit, and it could have been a little more reduced if it weren't for the the the, the judge there. Uh, he had seen the report. Um, now the lawyer that was advocating for me at the time in bond court, uh, that was a one-time thing, but he uh, he was advocating okay enough that it could get down reduced a little bit. But because the judge had seen uh, that it, the report showed that I tried to bite the officers. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't want to reduce it all the way down to the lowest amount he could have, if that makes any sense. So he could have paid more, but he, so Reggie could have ended up paying more if it weren't for that lawyer, but he also could have paid a lot less if the judge wasn't so biased. Mm -hmm. So I just want to, I just want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what do you do when, I mean, no, I didn't try to assault any officer, but you know, but when you're- The fact of the matter is if, we had shot these three officers that night. Mm -hmm. We would have been within our legal rights to do so. They had mm -hmm. no right to be there. There was nothing wrong with the children. And they came into our house without a warrant. And they had already damaged our older son's <coughs> brain the first time. You just bow down? I mean, come on. Now, see, see that's you know, myself. I had to make split-second decisions on what I'm going to do. I decided to, you know, just stand down. Let them take the kids. We'll fight later because if I'd done anything, then uh, anything could happen. I could get get hurt. They could get hurt, and then I would be if I was alive. I'd be in jail, waiting for trial for years. You know, your right is right, but it don't matter. And like I said, it's the second decisions. Uh, she ran with the children. I decided to not fight. I mean. Mm -hmm. You make your decisions right or wrong at the time. A lot of times I felt like, you know, I didn't mind if I died that night because what they were doing was wrong. But I'm not going to put my wife and children in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. yeah, I knew they'd probably get their hands on the kids, but I figured just run anyway. Yeah. I mean, and just, I mean, just don't hand them over. When you guys stand there, when two thugs are roughing up your wife, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. How terrible. You know, were you okay after that? I mean, did uh, you need to go to the ER? You know, about a week later, I went to the ER at my uh, back. Not my back, my neck. She had headaches for a while, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, a lot of it was stress. But yeah, and the neck. Yeah, because what they done. Yeah. Yeah, the neck. Yeah, and there was uh, what they done and plus the stress of that made some bad headaches. But, yeah, the neck, there was a, a bit of an injury. So I went to the ER. They gave me some ice. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't even put in the report now this is a different er than what they had taken the children to but i told them that the police were involved i mean the sheriff yeah. deputy whatever were involved and they even left that out the er report because i got the er report but um but they just put down the neck injury um oh yeah and the only other thing was i had bruises that were on me for like a week uh oh yeah and we went to that meeting that we yeah that, that's something that was a little funny go ahead yeah on the arm the <laughs> bruises were on the arms that they were showing uh, if I wore uh, things like this, and uh, we go to that meeting with CPS, with CPS, and that so says one week later, bruises are still there that the deputies have given me. And they said, in front of Reggie, they said, "How'd you get those? You no, know, where did you get those bruises?" Yeah, where did you get those bruises? Oh, we got it now. They thought they was going to get to break up a family. Yeah, and I said, I here. And I said, uh, the deputies have given them. This is my youngest. Hello. <laughs> All right, go back. <laughs> what did you say? Go back now. What did you say about that? What did you 
Yeah, and you saw our, our older one, you saw him in the background running before. So. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, they had said that, and I just said uh, that it was a deputies. And yeah, see, the thing is, they were outside and they were out in our living room when they were being yet. So they, and even if they were outside the door, they should have heard something because I was screaming pretty loud. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we even had that one deputy lying to my face where he called me son. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. deputy called me son. I said, I'm not your son. They said I didn't call yeah, you. That. I didn't call they you that. It's a video. That. <laughs> you lying piece of whatever. Yeah. I mean, you look back at, come on. Yeah. I mean, something's funny. It's just like um, when we were going in and talk CBS, she had the bruises on her arm and she said, Should I cover up my arm? I said, No. Let's see what they've done. Yeah. And of course, we go in yeah. there and they say, Where'd you get those bruises? You know, they're trying to get the old man. Uh huh. Well, they, they do that, they try to break that up marriages. Funny. Yeah, no. Go. Go. Okay, I'll talk to you right here. <laughs> you said they try to break up marriages? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. See, you know, it's funny that, that they assigned two different lawyers. This is our oldest. Oh. <laughs> two because if one of the parents decides to make a deal, you know, and turn into other parents, stuff like that. But what's funny is we got two different lawyers from time to time because of our trouble with lawyers. So she didn't have a lawyer, and, and the court just fine. We'll go here, my lawyer. Sometimes we'd be in court, and she wouldn't have a lawyer, and the judge just let it go. So why do you assign lawyers? Yeah, I had one follow motion to withdraw. Yeah. I mean, he, I was telling him to do his job, um, and I would sometimes I would get a little. A little Testing with him, uh, but I'm not what he was making out, me out to be. And he, so he, what he did was try to. No, we're doing this. We got go. Don't interrupt, please. Please, thank you. So what he did was file a motion to get out of representing me. And in fact, he not only talked about my <coughs> belligerent, uh, he's my belligerent, yeah. <laughs> belligerent uh, attitude. "Quote unquote belligerent attitude." Um, he also tried to say that I slandered the court, not slandered, uh, frauded the court uh, with um, my proper affidavit. Yeah, yeah, which I can prove I didn't. Uh, he tried to make it sound like I was some kind of rich lady or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had enough money because we had a private attorney before him. Yeah, rich so. lady. <laughs> yeah, private. Oh, and a private attorney for the criminal case. Therefore, uh, I had to frauded them, but. I didn't, and um, I could prove that. But they fired the court. But CPS fired the court. But they're getting away with it. But he makes these uh, slanderous claims about libelous claims about me, and then he gets released without me. The judge, the third judge we had, yeah, it's one crooked thing she did. Uh, she released him without even giving me a chance to defend myself on any of that. And so some people are seeing in the court. Some officers of the court, their names are on this motion for it to be seen. He put their names on it for it to be seen. So they're seeing this about me, and I'm already being targeted because of my history. Of yeah, she never gets to answer her side of things, what happened. Mm-hmm. Basically, all she did was ask him to do his job, which I've had some problems some of my own lawyers. Basically, because <clears throat> here's what happened. The assigned attorneys for you, whether public defender or whatever they call them. Uh, contract lawyer. Contract lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is an easy job for a lawyer. Mm-hmm. 
They don't have to work. All they have to do is come in five minutes before court, look through the paperwork, try to remember who you are, and represent you. Well, they're under a legal aid contract. Yes, and when you ask them to do stuff in between, like contacting you and keeping in touch with you and asking questions and answering them, forget about it. And they hate that because this was supposed to be an easy job. Yeah. You're expecting yeah. to work. Yeah, they're just mitigating services. They acted like they were trying to perfect the appeal, but they didn't. No. They would have been, they would have made sure everything was in, in place. They allowed the appeal to continue to be sabotaged. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. Oh. And then they just say, well, you need to do what you need to do. But we didn't do anything to begin with. Right. Why should we work right. anything? I mean, if we agree with something, that's one thing. And some of that can work to your advantage. But other than that, why should we just roll over when we didn't do anything? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you did the smart thing by not caving in. Oh, oh they're horrible. I, I feel they should just be abolished. I did too. It's, it's, it's past reform. You can't reform right. something else. Just one thing replacing with something else because it's just it's past the point. Well, if you have evidence that a parent has done something to harm their child, then that's yeah. Take him, yeah, take him to jail. Take him to jail. That's what criminal courts for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, unless you, you know, you don't have a criminal case. Like I said, in the case of mine, after they found out, basically, you know, even they won't admit it, the children are fine. Then they go on something else. Well, you didn't treat your autistic son the way we think he should have been treated. You haven't gone to enough medical appointments. And we still don't like the fact that you're not vaccinated. So mm-hmm. we're social engineers, and we're going to tell you how to live your life now. And we got the courts backing us up, all right? That's basically what we're doing now. So even though we may get them back in January, don't stop all the falsehoods and all the reasons and all the things and all the crooked and just un- unlawful things they've done to get them. I mean, none of this goes away. You broke laws. We didn't. Right. Like when a policeman breaks the law to catch a criminal, who's the criminal? And guess what? When you find out there was no criminal to begin with, now what? That's basically what we're dealing with. They purge themselves. They purge themselves again. They withheld evidence. They changed their sworn testimony. I mean, what have they not done? And they're I mean, doing we, this to everybody. You could stick to the facts. You wouldn't have to make up stories. They were making up stories right outside our door. Yeah. Why are they yeah. doing that? So they get in the door. Child safety, but they didn't get in the door. Yeah, because they, if they, the knew, they, they knew her. if they could get the child to the pediatrician, they'd have a case. Yeah, but they could have kicked the door in and got her got them to the pediatrician. Yeah, but they knew they there was no real danger there. Yeah, so, I know. But yeah. they could have covered that up. I'm glad they didn't. I'm yeah. just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what kind of game were they playing? You see them laughing. I mean, yeah. it's all a game to them. They, they're trying to bluff the way in. They do yeah. not want to kick but that even when they, Yeah, but even when I walked away, you got them on video laughing, laughing, joking, the whole nine yards. And there was one officer that was about to go hands-on because he was putting his glove yeah. on. He was running my name for uh, warrants. Uh, and you could hear a taser going in the background. But I didn't have any warrants. But, I mean, and, and he was still at the store. So you're going to try to get them to a medical check without his consent. Is one because in a two-parent household you need both parents, and and I, and I was even none of us neither of us were given consent, and so you're just going to break in a door to get them to a medical check when there's no day, and you can see them walking around, they're fine. A neighbor allegedly had po- reported them as looking skinny, but so and so oh and then the worker. Uh, see, she was there by herself in November of 2019, and we mm-hmm. didn't talk to her. 
Um, and then she went without her consent to go check our kids' medical records. And um, so much for HIPAA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. Good point. Yeah, or even the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, anything like that. Yeah. And so then they see that they haven't been to a wellness check in a long time. So their report, if they're, if they're looking skinny or whatever, then, well, they're, we're, well, she called 911 on January 10th, 2020 about the communications reports. And then she comes to the door with the, the uh, other workers and the Tulsa Police Department was just a referral and they wanted me to open the door. So that's how that got started, really. Um, and so from there on to get them to that appointment, although they didn't get them there that day, because I guess the pediatrician had gone to bed or something, because it was seven hours later when they finally got in. But to get them there, they, uh, why not just say, uh, look, they have a medical appointment. Even that's wrong. But even as wrong as that is, why all these other things? If this is so important, why are you putting in all these other things that aren't even true uh, to get in the door? You know, there's nothing. It's a comply or die. Yeah. Yeah. Just over a medical check mm -hmm. that we don't want. No. They don't even need. Right. The family our day. Yeah. The children are fine, except for my child's autism, which they say there's no cure for. You want me to take them to a doctor, but the thing is, they haven't taken to, to a doctor. They've been sending them to therapy. There's things you can do with a doctor that can help autism. Mm -hmm. They've done none of that. They don't okay. go to a medical doctor for his autism. They're just sending him to therapy. And all, all the lies that we've been told by they go along, they were acting like he's making all these great advancements. He's learning sign language, all that. When they send him to advanced therapy, even the advanced therapist, he basically knows two points. So all this great kinds of stuff was just basically all he wasn't making great strides. He wasn't all these great improvements. That sounds good when you take away from the parents. Look, he's making all these great strides away from the parents. Oh, <laughs> oh they're excellent oh. at lying. Oh, it's sickening. Like I even filmed it when he we got him back for overnights, just filming just to prove our point if we had to. We put a card of blueberries in front of him. He goes up, grabs and starts stuffing in his mouth. Well, is he starving? He's here for an overnight. Is he starving? But this is the same behavior he did three years ago that you said he was starving. Mm -hmm. Same behavior now. So are the foster parents starving him? Should we go arrest him? <laughs> so your own reasoning doesn't hold up. He's doing, exhibiting the same behavior now he did three years ago. And a lot of these little kids are skinny. Mine were, mine were super sure. skinny. I mean, they ran around all the time and you'd be throwing them snacks and lunch and dinner and they're still running around and they're burning it all off and they're skinny. I agree. A lot of them are skinny, but like I said, they still, the fact matters, they're both within their weight for their age group. Right. So if they are small and they're within their age group, how can they be skinny? Right. Yeah, yeah but consider to get them weighed, you had to force them out of their own home yeah. with their loving parents, mm -hmm. with other loving home. Uh, oh. you know, all you have to do is look at don't need a doctor now if they're walking around if they, i mean their bones are sticking up now that's something yeah, so if, it, the if, if they were really sending them to a doctor to look over them to find out they're okay i wouldn't have a problem with that but i know who the doctor they send them to i know how cps works you send them to that doctor you'll get a case i now i've told people this and you didn't believe me or not you can take any child any two children off the streets and toss it around hey anyone anyway, your best child you know if I give a story, say I'm CBS, I give a story to the doctor, they're going to find a reason to keep this child. 
Now, you believe that or not, that's a fact. I'm not okay with them coming in and saying, you need to take kids to be any doctor you want, but your kids need to go to a doctor now. When there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, well, I have a problem with that, too. But even then, to prove, you know, I've been willing you know, to, to settle this, and if we if not have to be taking gunpoint, okay, let's make an appointment, go to a real doctor, have him check out the children, and see if there's a problem. But no, they just want to go to a pediatrician, you go to her, give case an example, the diagnosis they gave for their eldest son, we never have been able to see the youngest child diagnosed yet from the pediatrician, their go-to pediatrician, said uh, neglect and isolation. Now tell me how you get that from a stethoscope. From her physical examination, neglect and isolation. Because it came from the angels of mercy. Because it came from the CPS, CPS children. So she puts it in her medical report. How can you take what somebody tells you and put it in your medical report? But that's what they did. She's the go-to pediatrician. She works for CPS. She needs to give them a certain amount of children. She makes sure she does, and that's how it works. You know, how do and these people says, sleep at night? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. How do these people... Nigel yeah. back in 2016. Same one. But the thing is, how was he not fed properly when he was on the chart? He was normal weight and normal height. The day they took him in 2016. Uh, so, uh, feed him properly. I mean, and so she's probably looking back on history. I mean, she knows history with us because she was the original doctor in right. 2016, but she's a liar. She's yeah. a fraud. So, her to make a report like that. Remember, we haven't seen our younger child's one, and so what's in that that they don't want us to see? Um, so and like I said, four days later has nothing to do with us, as I said. So for her to just say these things, oh yeah, she even perjured herself too at the um at the adjudication trial because um uh, something oh about the autism. Oh yeah, she said they're referral. Feral, yeah. Feral, um, she never mentioned autism like she did in her, in her initial report. Yeah, there's page four and five, and those are not a, 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 a Nigel's report with her. Um, now, in, in her testimony, she said the children were feral, feral, yeah. feral. And then, our, from our first question from our attorney, uh, both children? No, not both children, one children. Well, you just, you know, she didn't get her on it, but she just said under oath, both children are feral. But no, she said the sick, the our oldest child, which is autism, she said he was feral. Yeah. But she herself on her report said he had possible autism. So why didn't you say that in trial so, in your testimony? Yeah, so I tapped the lawyer on the shoulder and said, and, and we went to the back and said, I want to admit page four and five right now of that report right now. The lawyer said to us, it's a risk, which I don't know why it would be. I mean, he just yeah. caught her in a contradiction, which is perjury on a witness stand, basically, although she was on video. But still, uh, that's perjury. Now, I'm not uh, so, going to mention the name of this lawyer we had today, but I will say this. We gave her gold. She gave us back 10 cans. Mm -hmm. I was very disappointed in her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We paid all that money. Yes. And then she just, I don't know what she did, but she did a very bad trial. Yeah. I mean, she did some good things. Some overall. good things. I'll give her credit. She was better than an appointed attorney. Yes. But oh, that's yeah. not saying much. Yeah. Yeah. And so... She went ahead and admitted page four and five. I mean, submitted that to evidence, and like I said, all of our evidence was disregarded anyway. Also, I don't know if she had a senior moment or if this is on purpose, but when she was uh, cross-examining the worker, the CPS worker who signed off on the airport, mm -hmm. she was supposed to bring up her signature on the airport. She never did because she couldn't find it. And then after trial's over, uh, my wife and her are going over paperwork trying to find it, and I go right over there to, to there. 
Well, actually, uh, I remember I pointed at the thing right there. I know you found it, actually. Okay. I, I see the ball that. I found okay. it. Okay. And anyway, and then, and then she <laughs> couldn't bring it up later because what? Um, oh, because by then, the judge had already deemed that what happened at the door that time was irrelevant. Irrelevant. What happened at the door when they took our children is irrelevant. That's because of their fruit of the poisonous tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is Chanson okay? Uh, uh, y'all didn't take Nigel uh, to go roll a ball and be treated like a circus monkey? <laughs> oh. Like I said, it just gets worse and worse. I mean, you can go, go into detail. You do this, and they did this, and then they did this, and you just this and this. And like I said, we, we won that trial. If that had jury, I, I, one thing I knew, we held back some stuff because our lawyers saying that we shouldn't throw too much at them at once. <clears throat> if I ever was before a jury, and ever get a chance again, I'm going to make sure the jury hears everything. Mm-hmm. I don't care what my lawyer says, they're going to hear everything. Then they want to, you know, find this guilty. Go ahead, but you're going to hear everything. Then you believe what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deny what's in front of you. Yeah. Like uh, I wanted to say perjury. I lawyer wouldn't let me allow me to say these workers perjured themselves. She wouldn't say it either. And she wouldn't say it either. But when you say you saw something that cannot be seen, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> that it, it does not exist because you have a medical report that reports none of this stuff. Well, that would be something like an invisible man. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so it's a uh, nurse perjury, and even if you're not swearing to it, there's still fraud and yeah. judicial deception, and this makes everything null. And but, but see, we had such a good case, and that makes me wonder about all these other cases that are out there oh. because ours yeah. was obvious what they had done, and that was wrong, and we lost. So, yeah, and we lost because everybody's protecting each other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like dominoes. If one of them fell over, I mean, if you show what the police were doing, it affects CPS, CPS would affect the police, that would affect the DA, affect the judges, affect this, affect that. And stop the money train. Stop the gravy train, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. I mean, your child becomes an ATM. Yeah, and it's good, but also we need the proper way. I mean, the right people come in and shut this down, with, at least with our case. I mean, get cease and desist. This is the second time they've railroaded us. And they can't keep doing this. We've done nothing wrong. Uh-huh. They have. And somebody needs to shut this down. Cease and desist now. That's what I'm calling for. And then there's other things that can follow. I mean, that could be good. But first and foremost, shut this down now. Cease and desist now. Right. I don't know it because this, there's no reason for this to keep going. This is frivolous. Right, and the taxpayers don't know it. What? The taxpayers need to know how the hell they're spending their money. Yeah, they people really know 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 what's going on on CBS because it's it's just a money making machine, and people say blah 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 blah. This is what happens, and they have a quota, and they they have to get some. Everybody connect. I mean, so many connections. And just like we did a major thing with one of the top CPS guys. We sent him all this information. Yeah, this was a regional director. Yeah, regional director. And then we showed him all this, and then they said, what did he say? 
Uh, they, he found no wrongdoing. Yeah, no he wrongdoing. He investigated the workers. Yeah, no wrongdoing. no wrongdoing. Well, your workers committed perjury. So what do you consider wrongdoing? Do they have to shoot somebody? Mm. Well, I definitely well, want you. Well, well, Tamsin may not be okay. That's probably the main thing they're looking at. Yeah. Well, I definitely want you both back on. Yeah, we're, 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 we're just great danger to our children. Why are they with us now? Right, right, exactly. That's that's kind of what happened to me too. Um, but um, I'd like to have you guys back on after your, you know, January fourth hearing. Actually, it's uh, January nineteenth now. Yeah, well, they were saying sixth. I believe it was sixth, now late, and now I find out it's the nineteenth. But my understanding originally was the sixth. Yeah, so it's 19th, um, and got more confirmation on that. But actually, if we can come on before that, I mean, we're doing everything we can. I mean, if we can come on before that, we appreciate it. Yeah, I've got sure. more to talk about. I mean, this is just so wrong. I mean, it's so egregious. Oh, and like I said, things are hard for a lot of people out there, but just one dollar from a person to our gifts and go would help because, um. Uh, uh, we have debt we're trying to take care of, and we have a constant medical. We, we're going to have high medical bills sooner or later on our eldest child. We know that to right. do what's needed for him, instead of just you know uh, running around the problem, actually dealing with the problem. Right. And some of this therapy, it may be helpful, but it's not really getting to the thing. And because there's things that can be done, I even said in court one time. There are no incurable diseases or conditions. There's only incurable stupidity. There's yeah. things that there. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, don't you? It'll be uh, three years since they've done this the second time. Yeah. Because oh. it was January 2020. Mm. Yeah. Um, and by the way, um, I have this shirt on. It says. <laughs> yeah, we have a shirt. <laughs> Stolen from home. It's not uh, okay. Oh. Yeah, they were for sale. Uh, right now, the website's down. I mean, the, that part of the website's down, so they're not for sale right now. But I just wanted to show that. Um, Thank you. Is, and if they come back again, you can buy them. But really, the the donations, the cash donations, would be very essential right now. I mean, that's even more important because like, anybody, cash. like anybody watching this, and it's also like I said, just Google. Tamsin Reggie Bowes, and you'll find all kinds of other information on this as well. Yeah, or even under Tamsin and Reggie. Yeah, even Tamsin and Reggie. Do you have a, a website where people can? I mean, do you have a? Do you want to give your email where people can reach you if they have any questions? Email? Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's a, just say it, it's a Tamsin CT at hotmail.com. That's T as in Tom, A M as in Mary, S E N as in Nancy, C as in Cat, T as in Tom at hotmail.com. Okay. I'll, I'll put that. Okay. Yeah, we both have Facebook pages. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, but I don't. But I have a hard time navigating it. So yeah, uh, that's way too. Yeah. Okay, on Facebook as well. Okay. Well, hey, uh, don't jump off. Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again with Reggie and Tamsin Bowles here in the future, and uh, they'll be updating us on their case as they go along and other exciting guests. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Marianne.